What the hell is going on now? Ian's resigned voice asked. It's pretty bad, he told him, taking the Seneca exit. What? Who? Dad? No, Christian. Aiden sighed, ground his teeth. Someone broke into her condo and tried to rape her. What? Ian asked. He took a deep breath. Some son of a bitch almost raped our sister. Ian cursed. At first, Aiden heard French expletives, but then he thought there might have been German and Russian thrown in. The last of the obscenities was muffled and beyond him. Explain, Ian said, his voice different, cold and hard. I don't know that I can explain. She's been acting off lately. None of us thought much of it. What with her and Braden's, how to explain that one, relationship thing. Trees were a darkened blur on the roadside. Headlights came and whizzed past. Anyway, she's been getting some strange phone calls. I don't know what all went on, but apparently the guy, he bit down. Is she okay? I mean, he didn't. No, she's not okay. He roughed her up pretty bad. Granted, it could have been worse. He flicked on the blinker and turned into his parents' drive. Then the bastard called the hotel room, left a message. All hell broke loose. I've never seen Bray like this, not even with the Fisher incident. And that had been bad. For over a day, they couldn't find Tori or her cousin Ryan when they'd been kidnapped. Braden and Gavin, the twins, had been beside themselves trying to find their kids. A sigh came over the phone. Tell him I'll call. I need some more details. I'll call in the morning or later tonight. Hell, I don't know. I'll be in touch. Ian, he wants this guy found. Aiden pulled to a stop in the drive and checked the rear view. It wouldn't be long before Braden and Christian got here. A harsh chuckle spiked through the earpiece. Oh, I'll find him. Ian's voice held no quarter of doubt. I'll find him. With that, the line went dead in his ear. The front door stood open and light flooded out, outlining his mother and father. How the hell was he going to explain this? He'd called Gavin's cell earlier, so he wouldn't have to risk mom or dad answering the phone. At least one doctor of the family, Gavin, was still here, though his brother had had Taylor take the kids home with her. He had no idea if his own wife, Jesslyn, was still there with the twins, or if she went home. Wearily, he climbed from Braden's Hummer. Caitlin Kincaid watched as Braden's SUV parked in the circle drive. Her heart thumped against her ribs, and Jock's hands on her shoulders were a comfort. Something's wrong. Something is very, very wrong, she whispered. Jock squeezed her shoulders. Don't borrow trouble. At least they were home. She waited, but only one person got out. Aiden. Why was Aiden alone? Her heart skipped, her stomach twisted, and suddenly she didn't want to know. His shoes echoed against the stones as he walked up the walk. When he stood close enough, he leaned down and wrapped her in a hug. Ooh, she cleared her throat and pulled back. What's going on? Where's Brayden? Where's Christian? He motioned them inside, and she got a good look at his face. Harsh, pulled tight, and she knew then, whatever it was, was bad. He hadn't looked like that since Colorado. Aiden? He rubbed a hand over the back of his neck. I need to tell you all something. Braden and Christian will be here in a bit, and you need to know before they get here. Without another word, he turned and walked to the living room. Jock gave her shoulder another squeeze and muttered, 
Why they can never just spit it out is beyond me. The car pulled to a stop in front of the family mansion. Braden climbed from the car and leaned down, reaching toward her. Christian shook her head. No, I'll walk. I want to walk. With his hand on her elbow, he helped her up. She really wished she'd taken the Percocet. Pain pulsed through her body. Letting out a long, shallow breath, she grabbed his arm and stared at the lighted house before them. She didn't want to go in. She didn't want them to see her like this. They're worried, and will be more so since Aiden came on ahead. They'll need to see you're all right, Braden said, his voice deep and soft, reading her thoughts.